What up, Cheeseheads? This is another edition of the Cheesehead Shatter Podcast. Live here Monday, December 28, 2020, coming at you. Fresh off of a Packers victory last night on Sunday Night Football. And let me tell you what, 2020 has been a tough year, but what a treat to end the year, the football year, with a game like that. Unbelievable Sunday night prime time in the snow at Lambeau and another classic Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers performance. So let's talk about it. The pregame narrative before was how are the Packers going to stop Derrick Henry, the human snowplow? Derrick Henry, what a couple of seasons he's had a former Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama. He had a kind of a slow start into the NFL, but the last two seasons he has been thumping people, giving these stiff arms that just send these linebackers and safeties flying highlight reel after highlight reel. He can score from anywhere on the field, and a lot of people were saying that the Packers were going to have a major problem stopping Derrick Henry. That wasn't the case. Derrick Henry was wrapped up very quickly here at Lambeau last night and was actually held to under 100 yards. It's not an amazing feat, but I think it is for the Packers' defense. It's you know They really kind of just bottled him up, kept him you know, about three yards, four yards after contact, and just kind of held him in check. No touchdowns for him at all. He averaged 4.3 yards per carry, had 23 total carries, only a lawn of 10. So for Mike Patine and the Packers defense, you have to say, job well done for stopping Derrick Henry. Um, Packers defense did not stop Ryan Tannehill, who had a 45-yard touchdown run on a one of those RPO plays. He Tannehill took it and was literally untouched for 45 yards to score, but we'll get to that later. So let's talk about the game right here. It was in Lambeau. Snow was falling. The field was covered, and you know, you kind of before the game, we already had this 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 talk about you know Derrick Henry just shredding our defense. Well, there's another talk that you have to kind of be concerned with: is this weather going to affect Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' offense? We already had Jamal Williams out, so you're like, oh, man, you don't want Jamal Williams out. You want to have him in the game. He's a key player. Aaron Jones has a little bit of a toe injury from what I'm seeing on their injury report. And then there's A.J. Dillon. You know, is he going to do well? He hasn't really done a whole lot. You know, if this running game is going to be a crucial factor of this game, are we going to be able to keep up with the Tarek Henry and the Tennessee Titans? Titans who, you know, shocked the NFL last year in the playoffs, beating the uh, Patriots and beating the Ravens. So you kind of just say, my God, this isn't going well. You know, Rodgers is totally just a passing quarterback connoisseur. You want him to have the best conditions possible. How is this going to look on paper? How is this going to look in the game? So with that, all of that kind of adding up, the Packers came out and they looked like the team that they always have totally just shredding the defense with the great plays from Aaron Rodgers and company right off the bat. Rodgers gets a 60 yard drive to score hits Devonte Adams 
Devontae made a diving play into the end zone. He is really good at those screen pass type throws where he can just get 10 yards on his own, and that's what he did there. Packers had a 6-0 lead. Crosby missed the extra point, possibly due to conditions of the field. Can't really blame him for that. Packers shut out the Titans in the first quarter. So a 6-0 first quarter, that feels really good for the Packers. And then in the second quarter, oh, it was the first play of the second quarter. Rodgers hits Aquanimus St. Brown, the receiver that we don't really talk about a lot. And it's his first touchdown of his career. He's been in the league three seasons now, 2018, 2019, and 2020. His first TD comes there, and you got to feel good for the guy. You know, anytime a player gets the first touchdown, it kind of brings you back to your 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 glory days or remembering what it feels like, and hard work pays off for Quantumus St. Brown. I was checking out his Twitter page, and he actually tweeted that his brother, Amaron, probably saying that wrong, had four touchdowns receiving in the first quarter for USC. I've talked about Aquanimus before. He has some strong heritage, football heritage in his family. His brother's on USC, I believe. As one of his other brothers is at Arizona State or something like that. He came from Notre Dame. His dad was a Mr. Universe. So he's just got some good genes there in his family, and his brother will probably be in the NFL here soon. So 12-0 lead there. Packers to go for two, and Aaron Jones gets stuffed. 12-0, and then Rodgers and company again, not even that long uh, later, about two minutes or four minutes later, Devontae Adams wide open in the end zone. 19 to nothing. I believe there was an interception in there, which got the Packers the ball from Ryan uh, Tannehill through a pick to Darnell Savage. He's having a really good year. Remember, Darnell Savage was the other first-round draft pick the year that we got Rashawn Gary. Very similar to 2000 and uh, was it 2009 when the Packers got B.J. Raji high in the first round. And then they got a guy named Clay Matthews later in the draft. So Darnell Savage having a good season. Got a pick off of Ryan Tannehill. And almost another interception there later in the game. So 19-0 against a 10-4 AFC uh, powerhouse. And then here comes Ryan Tannehill. Got a touchdown to Smith, the tight end. 19-7 at half. Starting the half, uh, third quarter. That's where Tannehill gets his big run, 45 yards to make it 19-14. to 14. And Packer fans, you're kind of sitting there like, oh, here we go again. This team never can just blow a team out. You know, it always likes to keep it close. And there's our Packers defense that we're used to seeing. It's just not Derrick Henry. It's Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, watching Tannehill score and get that touchdown and he did a little fake layup type thing in the end zone – you got to give a hand to Ryan Tannehill. The dude literally was on the Dolphins, was kind of an average quarterback at best. Not too great, not too, you know, super. Comes to Tennessee, which was, I believe it was, it was like a dump trade. Like kind of here, you can have Ryan Tannehill. And he was backing up, I believe, Marcus Mariota at the time. And he has just done extremely well. So I'm standing up. I'm clapping for Ryan Tannehill for 
just really reinventing himself. Really good player in the AFC, and he's found a good home there in Nashville. But he cuts it to 14 and 19, and then here comes Aaron Rodgers hitting Devontae Adams for the third time of the game. 17th touchdown of the season for Devontae Adams in game number 15. Remember, Devontae Adams missed three games and also had a Tampa Bay return where he just kind of really wasn't in rhythm. Holy crap. What a season from Devontae Adams. One of the all-time great seasons we've seen from a Packers receiver. We still have one more week for him to really show what he uh, is working on this year. Unbelievable. I'm so excited to watch him next week. So you're sitting at a 14-26 and 26 lead. Packers then, I believe, got another interception from Christian Kirksey. I don't know if it was right after this or not. But then the NFL Twitter blows up because A.J. Dillon starts cooking. And the Packers gave A.J. Dillon the ball. Let's see how many times he had it last night. He had it 21 times. And you kind of were just like, you know, he's getting some good yards. You were kind of happy for him. But here on a fourth and one play, A.J. Dillon busts out for 30 yards, almost completely untouched, and gets his first NFL touchdown and a Lambo leap. And everybody kind of just sees the future right there. A.J. Dillon gets his big touchdown, and we're just like, oh, boy, this is the start of something sweet. A.J. Dillon, who's kind of just been – a camp warrior kind of just sitting on the practice uh, practice field, not really getting a whole lot of action. He's caught COVID. He's had a rough start. But last night was his one shining moment, a 30-yard TD run to put the Packers up 33-14. to 14. And then in the fourth quarter, he got another touchdown, a seven-yarder to put it up the Packers 40-14. to 14. And he eclipsed 100 yards in the game. Everybody's been talking about Aaron Jones and his season. Is he going to resign? What are we going to do with him? You know, he did eclipse a thousand yards last night, and you, which is a huge deal for a running back and a receiver. But everybody was talking about Aaron. Uh, excuse me, AJ Dillon. And nobody was paying any attention to Aaron Jones, who actually had 94 yards rushing last night. So if the Packer fans, they can, they're gonna, they're gonna have to say goodbye to Aaron Jones. It sucks, but I almost, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Last night was an indication that Aaron Jones will not return to Green Bay next season. AJ Dillon is here. He's arrived, and he will be the number one back next season. You will still have Jamal Williams, a crafty receiving back, a hard runner. But Aaron Jones, time is up. We love you, Aaron Jones. I, I, I love you so much. But, you know, it's a business. The Packers aren't going to pay $80 million for a running back they got in the fifth round. Aaron Jones has played well. He deserves a contract. But I think the Packers are just going to have to take it. Take one on the nose here and say, hey, we love you, Aaron, but we know you can get $80 million in Miami. You can't get $80 million here. 
You can get 80 million uh, in the Jets. You can get 80 million for the Jaguars. Somewhere, Cardinals maybe, just not here in Lambeau. Packers have paid Kenny Clark. They've paid David Bakhtiari. They've paid Adams recently. They already have been paying Rodgers for a long time. I don't see Aaron Jones making a lot of cash. And last night was the the pretty much the signing off of Aaron Jones's career as a Packer. He will get the playoffs obviously to leave his mark, and he'll get last uh, the last game of the year. And the thing that I think I'm comfortable with here with Aaron Jones, because I'm a big Aaron Jones fan, the thing I'm comfortable with is is if Aaron Jones can score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, if Aaron Jones can get us to that to that moment, that glorious moment where the Packers win the Super Bowl, I will be his biggest supporter. I will be waving him goodbye as he goes and gets a fat paycheck. It's just it's just the nature of the business, but if he can get us a Super Bowl, if he can do some good things in the playoffs and get us to where we need to go, I'm really excited for him and I'll be happy with his dismissal. If we lose and we we stink, yeah, I'm going to be mad that we're letting a thousand yard running back go. And I kind of would like him to be, be resigned. But if the Packers can win a Super Bowl, boom, I don't care. Rebuild, do whatever you got to do, hand the ball to A.J. Dillon. But it's really kind of this is going to be the test. Can you let Aaron Jones get a Super Bowl? Can you let the Packers get a Super Bowl? We don't care about the moves if we can get a Super Bowl. I think that's really what it, what matters. Obviously, we've seen – the Super Bowls don't come here as often as we'd like. So, you know, if we can just get there, I'm not worried about little things like this. Um, so that's my take on Aaron Jones. I love the guy. Uh, one of my good friends is from El Paso, Texas. And, you know, that's where Aaron Jones is from. So he's always asking about Aaron Jones. And, you know, the guy has really done well for us. So... Last night was a tough day for Aaron Jones watching A.J. Dillon grab the spotlight. Aaron Jones did have a big run that set up, a, I believe it was a Devontae Adams touchdown. He did step out of bounds, but because of the snowy field conditions and everything, it just wasn't caught by the Titans coaching staff, wasn't caught by the refs. And he got probably a free 30 yards out of it. So, interesting play there. Packers defense, like we said, held the Titans to 14 points. The Titans were one of the highest scoring offenses in the game. Held them to 14 points. And we had sacks from Zadarius Smith. And we had sacks from one more other person, Christian Kirksey. So, Kirksey had a sack and Kirksey had an interception. Let me talk about Zadarius Smith here. This guy last season came to the Packers, had a really good year. Z Smith, everybody was kind of like, you know, wow, what a what a free agent signing. 13 and a half sacks, one forced fumble. You know, you just kind of like I was ecstatic when we got him. I mean, he had come out of Baltimore. You know, that's always a good defensive place there. He had eight and a half sacks and three and a half. The year prior, but to get 13 and a half, I was like, that's a lot, you know, for a, for a guy of his caliber. I got to give him a, 
a round of applause for getting 12 and a half this year. I mean, that is an impressive back-to-back performance coming off of a big free agent contract. You really got to be excited for Darius Smith. Hopefully he keeps it up next season, but just really ecstatic that we hit on him. You look at Preston Smith, and this is kind of what I'm talking about. Preston Smith came here, got 12 last year. He's only at four right now. So obviously it shows how difficult it is to get these sacks. Preston Smith only with four. Hopefully he finishes with like five or six next week. But uh, he had 12 last year, and he, he only has four. So, you know, Brian G got uh, the Smith bros in here. Zedarius is obviously back-to-back good seasons. Preston Smith kind of shaky this year. We'll see what happens for him. Um, but, you know, that just really good, um, really good playing right now for Zadarius Smith. And the, the thing with Zadarius and the Packers defense they're really having some moments, and it's like one series a game where they just put it all together and they just shut the other team down. Last night they got the, I believe it was almost consecutive plays they stacked Tannehill, put them at like a fourth and twenty, and you're just like, if they could do this on a consistent basis, my goodness, this team is going to be a problem. You know, Rashawn Gary, he's part of the game last night, he had some big plays. He's sitting at five sacks, so that's good to see him. Uh, hopefully, he can uh, keep moving. He had some big hits on Derrick Henry last night, five tackles total. It's good to see him getting moving. So, all in all, the Packers come out of the Lambeau with a victory over a 10-win AFC team. 40-14 has to be a huge move for Matt LaFleur. Huge move for Rodgers towards his MVP crown. And everything is pointing to a, a, a impressive finish of the season. Pushing to the playoffs. We are one week away from Chicago. Packers will play at 325 Central. I believe that game is in Lambeau. Could be wrong. Nope, it's in Chicago. 325 start. Packers. Bears, Mitch Trubisky, and the Bears will try to get a playoff spot. I believe they are still in the hunt. They scored 41 points last night against the Jaguars. Mitch Trubisky trying to save his career. Will he get re-signed? That's the big question in Chicago. They have had some bad luck with quarterbacks. You know, obviously, Trubisky went two overall in 2017, passing up on Patrick Mahomes, passing up on Deshaun Watson. You know, I, I do think it's the Chicago media has been a little harder on Trubisky. You know, it's it's not easy being an NFL quarterback, as we've seen. Um you look at uh, Dwayne Haskins. He was just cut today by the Redskins. They just let him go. And he's a first-round 15 overall pick in 2019. So being a quarterback in the league is already difficult. I think when you look at the, the numbers of a quarterback, if you're hitting three grand on the passing yards and you're hitting 20 touchdowns with, with less picks and touchdowns, to me, that's a successful season. It really is. But I think a lot of times these these statisticians, these statisticians, these NFL experts, they always try to say, well, 
he's not playing like he should. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is a one one uh, generational talent. To compare Mahomes to Trubisky, it's just not fair. It's two different systems. It's it's two different locations, different personnel. If you give Trubisky, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill a good running game and a veteran coach like Andy Reid, maybe Trubisky has a Super Bowl reign. I know Mahomes has a hell of an arm, and that's you know the difference maker there. But like I said, it is these. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to compare. I hate how we compare and compare and compare. You look at Tom Brady and his six titles, and you say, how can anybody compare to him? Uh, so it's, it's just a, it's a tough market for Trubisky right now, but he has an opportunity to thump on the Packers and knock them out of the number one seed. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to allow it. Thanks for listening in for about the Packers chats. Uh, the Bucks did play last night. Nobody was talking about this game, and the Bucks kind of escaped with an L. You know, just a tough L against the New York Knicks. They got blown out 130-110. to 110. Giannis Kumpo 27 and 13 rebounds. He missed four three-pointers. He took five of them. Middleton was one of six from three as well, but still scored 22. Jeru Holiday, he only scored eight points in that game. Not sure how they lost. Wasn't watching it because the Packers were on, but the Bucks now start one and two. And you have to wonder, what is this season going to look like? Are the Bucks going to flop? Are they not going to be as good? They've already got two losses. They're not playing like they were last year. Losing to the Knicks, in my in my opinion, is, is inexcusable. I know the Knicks have not been a great team the last few seasons. Maybe they got something cooking there in New York. Have to tune in to see how they turn out. But uh, not a good start for the Bucks' first three games, losing to the Knicks and losing to the uh, Celtics in the East. They're supposed to be the number one team in the East. They can't be losing to these Eastern teams. The Knicks have Julius Randle. He's a great veteran, been in the league many years, scoring 23 points for them. They got Alec Burks scoring 20 points a game for them. And they got R.J. Barrett, the Duke player. He is scoring 17 for them. And they got Alfred Payton from Louisiana. He's scoring 11. So maybe they're off to good things in New York. Maybe this isn't a a meltdown loss for the Bucks, but you just kind of got to wonder, you know, what is going on in Milwaukee with this Bucks team? Are they going to shake off the cobwebs and start knocking people out? I really hope they do soon. Moving to baseball, we'll talk about it briefly. There hasn't been a lot of action in the Brewers world, but last night uh, after the Packers game was over, the Padres acquired Blake Snell, a Cy Young winner. You kind of wonder, you know, the Brewers are sitting there eating popcorn, watching all these teams get these great players and great uh, depth. Brewers are just kind of sitting there quiet. The Padres have been extremely aggressive the last few seasons, adding uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. to their team, and then Manny Machado, and many more players like Trent Grisham, who 
I think the Brewers should have kept. But the Padres are trying to go after the World Series champion Dodgers. So the Brewers don't seem to be contending with those type of teams. The Cubs seem like they're dismantling, trying to get rid of you, Darvish now, and possibly Chris Bryant and Kyle. What's his name? What is the big guy's name? Oh, man. The guy that plays outfield, Kyle Schwarber. So just a interesting offseason for baseball. We're not really sure when it's going to start. I think May. I think we're looking at May is when I last heard uh, Rob Manfred get on there and talk about the start date for baseball. So we are a hot minute away from that. But a Cy Young winner was traded last night to the Padres. So got to be exciting times for the Padre fans who had Tony Gwynn as Mr. Padre many years ago and Trevor Hoffman. So some good memories over there in San Diego. But uh, hopefully they're trying to make some more here with Blake Snell, the former Tampa Bay Ray. That is it from the Cheesehead Chatter podcast. We are happy you guys were listening today. Uh, we are excited for the Packers. We're excited for the Bucks. Can't wait for the Brewers. Badgers, not so much this year. The Badgers basketball team is really good so far. They just beat Michigan State this last weekend. A lot of depth there, a lot of senior leadership on that team. But we'll talk about them a little bit later on as we approach March Madness. Thanks for listening in. Tell, tell a friend, share it on your social media. The Packers are the best team in the NMC, and we're going to keep talking about them. Have a great day.